alongside former Blues superstar defenseman Jamie Rivers and Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. We have some breaking news for your St. Louis Blues. They have already, this was quick work, traded goalie Jake Allen and a seventh round pick in 2022 to the Montreal Canadiens. In return, they will receive a third and a seventh round pick for the upcoming NHL draft. So again, if you missed it, the Canadiens are trading four Jake Allen and a seventh round pick in 2022. The Blues will get in return a third and a seventh round pick this season. We'll react to that and get Pierre Maguire's thoughts on the Alex Petrangelo situation as he joins us now via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line. He is an NHL analyst for NBC Sports. Pierre, first of all, thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We always appreciate the time. Let's get your re initial reaction to this trade. Blues sending Jake Allen up to Montreal. What do you think about the return of a third and a seventh round pick in this year's draft well first of all good morning to you gentlemen uh there in st louis sorry the blues aren't still here in the bubble in edmonton um miss them very much world-class organization great people awesome team um jake's got a history in montreal i played junior hockey there for the montreal junior canadians uh, back then they were called verdun um, so they're very familiar with this body of work uh, number one number two the canes had 14 picks in the draft, which should have been held in Montreal in June. So they've got more than enough collateral to move. Um, they have four of those picks in the second round. Uh, and I think the Blues obviously want to start restocking their organization, as most teams do, especially with a flat cap. So it's probably a real good deal for both teams. Uh, it addresses a need in Montreal where they definitely want to have Caden Primo develop a little bit more in the American Hockey League. Uh, so and they need a backup for Carey Price. So I, I think it works out really well for both parties. Yeah, Pierre, I agree. I think it works out good for for both sides. But you know what? Immediately, I'm led to thinking about Alex Petrangelo, and I'm looking at this going, okay, that was a quick move, pretty early, I would say, by Doug Armstrong standards to make a trade in the off season. And now, does this feel to you at all like maybe they're trying to get a firm landscape of what they might have? in the bank in order to try and get Alex Petrangelo deal done? I, I don't know that, Jamie, but I would tell you this is that he's an important part of the fabric of that team. I think everybody that watches the team and knows the Blues knows how important he is. So um, I don't know what's taken so long. I mean, I understand every organization has got different org, uh, philosophies and different ideologies. But to me, the, when, when Roman Yossi signed with Nashville, I thought I'd put a template out there where that's where St. Louis had to go. I mean, they're very, very similar type players. They're both captains of their team. They're really important to the well-being of the organizations. And I thought that was an easy negotiation point. But in St. Louis, I think they just wanted to focus on playing hockey this year. And, and the pause caught everybody a little bit by surprise. But, you know, Alex, Alex is a really important part of that team, as you know. And I just don't know, you know, where they're prepared to go with this because if he does get to free agency, I'd be very surprised if they're able to keep him in St. Louis. Yeah, Pierre, I agree. And, you know, we've had the conversations here in the studio about it. And, you know, we you certainly go down the line and you try and figure out, well, what pieces would have to move in order to make this work. And I always came back to the same feeling that if you had to trade player X, Y, and Z to acquire an Alex Petrangelo – you would do it like if it was if it was Tyler Bozak, Alexander Steen, and Jake Allen are guys that you're talking about. Any day of the week, you'd make that trade to acquire an Alex Petrangelo. So I'm just wondering if these are some of the the speed bumps for the St. Louis Blues. 
aren't shouldn't you be willing to do whatever it takes to keep your captain at this point? Well, again, everybody's got their own organizational philosophy. I don't know exactly what they're thinking internally, but I do know this. I think they understand the value of the player. Uh, I don't think there's been a lot of communication um, with the organization, with the player about the long-term future for him there. <clears throat> but, uh, again, my only thing is just from an outsider looking in, if he gets to unrestricted free agency, I don't see any way that um, he comes back to St. Louis. So their they, window is starting to shrink. Pierre, it's interesting you mentioned that because we heard a quote from Doug Armstrong last week where he said the Blues are right now in the middle of a five-year Stanley Cup window, and that Mm -hmm. started whenever they signed Ryan O'Reilly or traded for Ryan O'Reilly, and it continues right now. They're about to go into year three of that, in his opinion. If they are not able to retain Alex Petrangelo, in your opinion, does that window start to close prematurely? Well, it does because it's not just Tim. Don't forget now, uh, Jay Bowmeister was a really important part. I made this point during one of our broadcasts. Everybody's talking about what's wrong with the Blues, what's wrong with the Blues. Well, part of it was COVID. Part of it was the pause. Part of it's fatigue from last year going seven games to a Stanley Cup final and how they had so many overtime games in last year's playoffs. It was a very difficult run to the Stanley Cup final, but they were able to win it. Uh, So fatigue was very much a part of it. But Jay Bowmeister was a huge part of it. He was playing in their top four. Um, so all of a sudden, everybody's slotting changes a lot. And, you know, and they were fortunate that the pause came um, because I really believe um, had there not been uh, a pause last year, I- I'd be really surprised if Montreal, knowing they would have made the playoffs, I'd be surprised if Montreal would have traded Marco Scandella to St. Louis. They would have kept them if they knew they were going to be in the playoffs. So they were lucky that they were able to do that. But if you lose Petrangelo and you lose Bowmeister, I mean, <laughs> you're losing a lot. Um, and so that, that those players are hard to find. Jamie can tell you he played the position. It's hard to find guys like that. So there's more than just Alex involved in this. So, yeah, their window would shrink exponentially if they weren't able to get Alex back for sure. Yeah, now, Pierre, the next avenue I'm, I'm going down here with you is Vladimir Tarasenko. This is going to be his third shoulder surgery or procedure, we'll call it, on the same shoulder. And he's not going to be reevaluated until five months down the road, which means it could be six, seven, eight months before he puts on a uniform for an actual game. What can the Blues do either internally? I, I don't think going externally is going to be in the plans for St. Louis, but who do you think can step up internally that's a younger guy that might be able to provide some offense? Certainly not Tarasenko yeah. numbers, but some offense. No, I think Jordan Cairo, and it's such a well-phrased question, Jamie. I think Jordan Cairo is one of those guys who can really elevate. Um, he's a really good junior player. He's shown flashes in the NHL. Obviously, he needs to get more reps and get more comfortable. I think Sammy Play can add a little bit more offense. Obviously, you know, he's dealt with a lot of injuries during the playoff season this year anyways, but he looks like it. And, I, you know, people don't talk about Ivan Barbashev enough, but if you go back to his junior career when he was playing in Moncton in the Quebec Major Junior League, he put up 90-plus point season. So he's got offensive flair as well. So I think they can do it internally. They can do it by committee. You know, Shen is still such a useful player. Uh, everybody knows what Jaden Schwartz can do, especially come playoff time. I mean, they've got guys internally that can still score. But I, I think Jordan Cairo would probably be that young guy that could really step up and alleviate some of that offensive pressure that you'll have if you don't have Tarasenko back for a significant amount of time. 
Last question that I've got for you, Pierre, is we're talking to Pierre Maguire. He's an NHL analyst for NBC Sports. Uh, one of the young guys that we talked so much about going into this restart was Robert Thomas. And you've been around the juniors for a long time. You've seen a lot of these young guys come into the league. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, from your perspective, what you've seen thus far from Robert Thomas and what kind of a player, in your opinion, he could become if and when he does reach his full potential in this league? Yeah, I think Robert can be a really top-end second-line center is what I think he can do. He's a really crafty playmaker. He loves to have the puck on a stick. He makes the players around him better. He's gotten more gritty as he's become more of a seasoned professional. But I see him as being a real top-end second-line center. Um, I don't see him being a one. I don't see him being an O'Reilly type uh, or an Austin Matthews type. But I see him being a legitimate second-line center on a team that's got a chance to compete for a cup. He, he's unbelievably talented and I do think he's gotten and Jamie could tell you this he's gotten more of an edge to him uh, in the last little while compared to when he first came in so I think that's real positive for him and for the Blues. Yeah, Pierre I, my last question for you here is nothing to do with hockey how you doing up there in the bubble uh, what's bubble <laughs> life like I mean look at you're a guy that let's be honest your in-person relationships are strong and what you have meet people and you're the you're just a personable guy and in the bubble it's got to be a little different for you it's different um it's a different way to live uh i i, I worry about the players you know these guys are they're playing at such an intensely high level of hockey and there's no outlet i mean you're you're locked in basically a fenced-in area 24 7 and really your only outlet is getting to the rink and you know they've been here almost six weeks now the teams that are still alive so it's not so much a physical thing it's a mental thing that's my biggest concern for them but no the nhl has been phenomenal jamie the healthcare professionals here we get tested for covid every day they've been great you can't leave your hotel lobby till you pass a temperature test uh, so you have to have your temperature taken every day before you can leave um it, it's really it's it's a lot more uh, strict way of living than most of us are used to but I can tell you this it's been one of the most phenomenal in 32 years in the NHL it's probably been the most phenomenal living and learning experience I've ever gone through Pierre speaking of living and learning Jamie's done a lot of that in his life um I, from what I understand you go back pretty far with one Jamie Rivers can you tell me about the time that you met Jamie and what he was like at that point in his life <laughs> yeah, he was probably 14 or 15 um, when I met him before he went to play junior. I coached his brother, Sean, who was a tremendous player, played in the NHL as well, uh, defenseman, real skilled player. He and Daniel LaPerriere were two really top-end players we had at St. Lawrence at the time. And uh, Jamie, I remember coming down, and he skated with us. And I, like I said, I think he was 14 or 15. He stood out. He was really, really good. Um, and we wanted to recruit him, and his dad said, no, no, he's going to go play junior. So we knew right away we weren't getting him. But, no, he was a really good player. He was a very fun, loving young kid. But I watched him grow up as a pro, as a player, and I always thought the world of him. And that's the reason why I'm on your show. He texted me and asked me to come on. So I said, I'll come on for you, no problem. <laughs> well, I appreciate it, Pierre. I know that uh, sleep is of the essence up there. I know you guys are busy as heck. And, man, I really appreciate you taking the time this morning to come on and, and talk some hockey with us. And uh, Anytime. Uh, I Anytime. appreciate it. Stay well up in the bubble, Pierre, and thanks a lot, man. Really appreciate your time today. My pleasure. Be safe, everybody. Thanks a lot, Jamie. Take care. Bye -bye. You got it. That's Pierre McGuire, NHL analyst for NBC Sports, joining us here on 101 ESPN. If you